bang and Bob is your uncle let's wait for the stream to catch up tells me the YouTube tells me it's an excellent connection it pretends like it's an ex excellent connection been out here for about way too long and now it finally shows up so good morning welcome to your Wednesday morning cup of cyber I was uh I was going to be here yesterday, but we had some issues with the website. I was informed early in the morning that it was locking people out. I don't want that. I don't want valid people out. And it's because of a, uh, a brute force attack protection that's in place on the website. Got it all fixed out. I think it's all squared away. Didn't hear back from the student that was going through. So, unfortunately, we weren't here yesterday. We are taking care of some, I guess, real-world security stuff. We get the brute force protection in place that was uh doing his job but doing it just a little too well mike bravo is here this morning born mike bravo i am looking for where in the world is my comments let's get the comments window up here do 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 comments and reactions from mike bravo oi oi oh rakasan we'll say the air assault folks a shout out you know what they say about this air assault folks mike um good to be back good to be back the first of the year uh if you looked at the title you'll know that the, the thing we're gonna talk about this morning is putting the brakes on what we had planned for 2021 <clears throat> and just starting over getting something different going um and this is based on feedback from you and when I took a pause and looked at the, the digital landscape, where we're going, what's out there, and just talking with folks, I was like, holy cow, holy cow. Um, we got we to gotta do some, some immediate action. We got to do some immediate action because the, the landscape's changing, guys. Uh, guys being gender neutral. Don't freak out, women. It's okay. Uh, a man, a woman. Um, don't freak out. We're going to look at what we got going. God, my hair is getting long. Got to get a haircut today. Um, let me throw the intro in there. Missed the intro the other day. Let's throw the intro in and we'll come back and we'll talk about Cyber Recon, this platform, the YouTube channel, the Facebook channel, the, the, um, the, the online content, all that stuff in just a second. So let's jump right back into it. Do do do. Just a cup of cyber. We got our cup early. Virginia, Virginia cup. Old Virginia, old Dominion. Eric's good morning, everyone, and a happy New Year. Happy New Year to you all. If you're watching live, I am appreciative that you're up this early. If you're watching later, hashtag in the comment below restream uh, something along those lines. Um, and if you want to get this in audio-only format, you can get it just about anywhere. We'll put it out about 9 o'clock, and we'll see. wait till the uh, RSS feeders feed off that RSS feed and pull it into iTunes or Spotify or whatever. But today we're going to talk about what uh, some folks came with me, came, came to me, some folks we talked in the last couple of days about the landscape, your landscape, your digital landscape, right? So, 
you guys know I've been around a couple days, and uh, I was here when the mainframes were here. I was here when we moved on to client services, uh, client-server relationships. Uh, here when we started talking about virtualization. Um, and now you know that the next the next level of this thing. We're leveling up. We're going to the cloud, right? Um, so we got out here. Bishop is telling us, oops, wrong, wrong screen. Good morning and happy new year. And Mike's saying good morning as well. Getting the regular morning crew here. Um, so do you guys know, in, in the early days, it was easy. You know, mainframe was a big old honking bus of a thing. You go look at it. You go get your time schedule on it. You could connect to it in a terminal. You could do your thing. Client server, client server relationship, the same thing. We had a, a bunch of servers in a server farm, sometimes under someone's desk in, in really bad organizations. And we'd connect to those servers. They'd be the mail server, the, the FTP server, or the web server, whatever. And we'd connect to them with our clients' desktop or laptop machines to connect to them. And that was all cool. And then we moved into virtualization to where we could put multiple systems on one, and you started to extract away from the ability to touch to touch to touch a machine right we can't touch them anymore they're they're virtual we can touch the hypervisor the the server the esx server we can touch that but inside there's all our servers all our servers are running inside of there and now we've even got we've moved a, a step away further and now we're extracting the servers are living in the cloud and we're doing different stuff now. So now we're doing things like repaving. So you don't patch a server in this new environment, right? And, and the old joke, the old joke, you guys have heard this, is is the cloud is no different than a, a, a data center. It, it's your information on someone else's computer. And that's, in a, essence, what it is. But we're doing, the way we're doing it is totally different, right? So patch management, it's like something like simple as patch management, right? Simple in air quotes, right? Some places, terribly difficult. But we look at patch management, and, and normally that was we, we as a server admin, we throw up a, a, a remote session, we connect into a server, and we update it. We do an RPM update. We do a Windows update. We push patches to it with a, the with a system. Um, a lot of times there's an interactive component to that. We're doing something to the server not so much in the cloud no now in the cloud we say there's a server that's up and running in the cloud and we adjust the code that built that server and we just push another server over on top of it and it's not like old virtualization like not old school virtualization it's not going into esx and creating a new server and and placing it on top of that it's all done through code so that's that's why I, I looking back and some comments I got in the last couple of days um, really solidified that this is not totally understood, um, and that's either people that straight just came out and said I don't get it, I don't understand what the heck this is all about, or that they misunderstood it, and that either way it's. It's not a big deal. It's it's what we need to do. We need to, you know. But Michael tell you back in the army days, they tell you to know yourself and seek self improvement, right? That's that's one of the 
core uh, components of, of being a soldier, right? If you don't know something, you got to figure it out, right? So what I did is I looked at our schedule for 2021 for Cyber Recon, and we had a lot of risk-focused stuff. And I want to still keep moving down that path, but I'm I'm pull I'm yanking that out, right? The RMF is still going to be there. That's critical. You got to have the RMF. So um, that's the foundation of all of this. But now we're going to set we're going to we're going to push that the other risk stuff maybe except for C risk. We might keep the C risk around and put work that into the schedule. <laughs> we're going to push that stuff out, and we're going to push it out either six months or maybe even a full year. Because there's some other stuff we need to talk about. And I'm going to jump in to what we need to talk about right now. And this is the new schedule. It's so new that it's not even on the website yet. It's not even there yet, right? So let's look at what, and we kind of alluded to it. We hinted at it uh, on Monday. But the more we talked about those things we hinted about, the more we realized that it, it wasn't, totally hitting home for everyone, right? So here's what we're going to start with. We're going to start with the basics, right? AWS Cloud Practitioner. You have to pick a you have to pick a platform. Um, it's good to know all of them. All, I say all of them. I say the three main ones, AWS, Google, and Microsoft. You probably know the basics of those, but you're probably going to zero in on something. And for my purposes, I'm going to zero in on AWS. And that's because AWS is the thousand pound gorilla, right? AWS by far has the bigger market share than Microsoft and Google. Will it stay that way? I don't know. I mean, look at Mozilla, look at um, Netscape Navigator, um, look at any of these big things, look at um, MySpace, uh, you know, it's hard to say. This one we're gonna we're gonna hitch our horse to this one. If you're gonna if you're if you're going along the ride with me, you're gonna hitch your horse to AWS, right? Um, some of you guys may be be there already. AWS Cloud Practitioner is the baseline. This is the base. This is the security plus. This is the A plus of cloud computing. You gotta have this one. And I'm gonna tell you this is even before Cloud Plus. This is gonna give you the basics of AWS, Amazon Web Services. Um, setting up account, we're gonna have to go in and look at the different services. And the biggest thing, biggest thing with the certification here, because there is, you can get certified, not bad, $100 certification, we'll talk about that. But the big thing is you get certified and it's the basics. You have to know billing. Billing is probably the hardest part of this dog end thing. So we'll start with Amazon. I think that the way I'm looking at this one, this is probably going to be a, a free course or a very, very cheap course. Because everybody's got to, everybody, you got to, you got to do this one. You got to do this one, right? Um, some of you guys are probably all well-versed in the cloud. You may not need this. And, and I'm not saying everybody goes through every course. But I'm saying this is the path I'm laying out. Um, and and some, some will be available at free. Some are going to be available at a low cost. Um, none are going to be really that expensive at all. So I just got to recoup some of the cost of building these dang things. But this is where we start. AWS Cloud Practitioner. Going to try to give the make sure the training stays either very, very cheap or free. That's where I want to go free. Um, even using the, the platform online. It's going to be free on YouTube, of course. Um, that's number one. Got to get that one done. Um, I'll probably be on, on the website as well. 
then we're gonna go from there. We're gonna talk about GitHub. And you're gonna a lot of you guys are gonna say, oh man, I'm not a programmer. I'm not an app developer. And I'm not saying you have to be, but you're gonna have to know Git and you're gonna have to know GitHub. Uh, you may even have to know GitLab, but you're gonna have to know Git. Security person, you're gonna have to know Git because this is where they're gonna be building stuff. Um, so we're gonna be mastering GitHub. We're gonna look at Git, GitHub, and probably GitLab. Um, and a lot of these stuff, I'm still building out even just the plan of where we're going. This is the rough, you guys are seeing the 10,000 foot level. This is where you're going to tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Um, but GitHub, you got no GitHub, right? Next thing, Jenkins. C-I-C-D with Jenkins. Um, continuous improvement, continuous development. And we're going to use a tool called Jenkins. Um, it's, it's, it's moving away. And, and somewhere in here, and I don't have it on this deck, but... Um, DevOps and Sec DevOps needs to be dropped into here as well. That'll give us the tenth course. There's nine right now, but DevOps and Sec DevOps have to be in here. And CI/CD and DevOps kind of go hand in hand. It's like we're continually building things. So back in the olden days, we'd say, "Here's the start of a project. Here's the end of a project. And here's somewhere towards the end. I should probably do it the other way. Here's here's the start of the project. Here's the end of the project. So it looks right on screen." And somewhere over on end over here is where we do our security. We get everything built, and then we do the security testing and evaluation and stuff. We hopefully we build it all the way across, but we test it over here. Um, not not in this new world. We we have what's called a minimum viable product. We push something out, and it goes with this whole repaving thought. We push it out, and then the security controls have to be in place for all of the pieces that are there at that point. And then we're going to create new parts of it and push that out. And new parts and push that out. New features, new things, and keep pushing it out. And we keep have we have to keep respinning on security because they're adding new things along the way. So we got to talk about CI/CD and Sec DevOps. So I, no, normally it's DevOps, development and operations. That's where we kind of put this pipeline together. This 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 beast that we're continually building. It's not that whole. It's not that whole. Uh, dev test production environment it, it still exists but now we have to work differently around it so you're gonna have to understand jenkins you have to understand cicd and devops and we're gonna throw security devops into it we gotta put i i like the industry is gonna say devops right um there's another term sec devops security development operations um that's the one we're gonna talk about sec devops and cicd um, yeah, Mike's got some good points here. Uh, let's throw these on the screen. Rush to market, that's why everything fails. And Netgear, yeah. Um, it's rush to market. Yeah, it, it's it's not going anywhere, though, Mike. And, and you know it as well as I do. You know it's not it's not going anywhere. So we've got we've got to adapt. The the operational folks have gone this way. The operational folks are doing this already. And we have to take the cue from the operational folks. How how do we secure this beast that they're building? And we just can't say it can't be done. We can't move them back into waterfall lifecycle development. It's not it, it's not going to happen. We can't pull the reins back. We can't as the security folks. This thing's rolling and it's not changing. 
Um, so we have to adapt. So how do we put our security blocks in place? How do we put our security gates in place to slow them down a little bit? And it is going to cause, we are going to have to slow them down a bit. Um, the big thing they talk about is, you know, we have this minimum viable product. And in this minimum viable product, it has... Um, it has requirements, customer requirements, right? Uh, it's got to be able to process a transaction. It's got to have a button that says, go back or restart. We have to get in those requirements, the security requirements that align with whatever the minimum viable product is. Um, I talked some module about agile development. Um, at, we certainly could. Um, it is. De DevOps and DevSecOps or SecDevOps or however you want to say the other one. Um, that is certainly Agile. DevOps is Agile. There are certain more specific Agile things um, like Scrum Master, Scrum Certified folks. I, I had to be Scrum Certified for a job I had in the past. It's since elapsed, I'm no longer, I guess, technically a Certified Scrum Master. Um, but that Scrum is one version of Agile. Agile is, um, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea, Mike. I think that's uh, talk. Of, I think there's a smaller module we can throw in there about Agile. What is Agile development? What is probably what is traditional SDLC and what is Agile, and what's the difference between the two of them? I think that's good before Sec DevOps. Um, I think that's a great idea. Matter of fact, take my paper here. This is how you, how you make sure you have the plan we need, Agile. Agile versus SDLC. We're going to throw that thing in there. We're going to throw it in there before CICD and Jenkins. We'll throw it in there before that. Um, so CIDs. So now we've, we've got that set up. Now we're talking about this beast here. Docker Certified Associate. There's a certification with this one, too. So this is your accountant. If you're keeping track, this is our second certification. The first one was AWS Certified Practitioner. Docker Certified Associate is a good one to have. Um, Docker's the next level of virtualization, guys. Um, this one, and this is another one, Mike, we may have to throw in some type of Linux training before this, because if you don't know Linux, you're not going to get Docker. There's no GUI. Um, no, that's not, that's not the one. Docker there is. Terraform. We get Terraform. We have to have um, Linux before Terraform, for sure. Um, Docker, we can get by without it. Um, yeah, Docker is 100% on the list. Docker is the way go going forward. Containerization is the way of the future. It's the next level of virtualization, and it's the next level of security because we can compartmentalize an application, and we need to do it right. We don't rebuild the entire OS stack. We just rebuild what we have to, and we li live. We, it lives on top of an OS stack, which is Linux, right? There's a, a version of Linux, not Red Hat, because Red Hat's going away from Docker, but we have to we have to have some type of containerization, and just like AWS, we've hitched ourselves in this lesson in this plan to Docker, right? So Docker, we'll have to get Docker. Docker, we got to know Docker. Um, Mike's saying, hoping Docker's on this. Docker is one hundred percent on the list. How to compile into binaries? That's yeah. That's probably a, a um, 
Yeah, it's probably worth worth adding. Uh, binaries. Now the difference between compiled code and uncompiled code. Scripts. Um, worth talking about as well. Good to see you, Mike. It's good when you're here. Obviously, it's good when everybody's here. But yeah, love, love, love the feedback. So Docker's, Docker, Docker. Another thing we need to know about is Kubernetes. Three on the list if you're keeping track of certifications. Certified Kubernetes administrator. Kubernetes hand handles calls and data and all kinds of stuff. We could use it in concert with Docker when we're building stuff. Um, but it handles the facilitation, the pull of data, right? We can have a constant feed of data. We can pull and push across different security domains. That's why I like Kubernetes. We can have almost like a control gate or control agent or a, uh, a boundary device with Kubernetes where maybe we only want a certain type of data. You know, we talk about like a one-way transfer. A certain type of data is going to go from one domain to another. We can do that with Kubernetes. We can have a, a Kubernetes story that's going to, data is going to flow and we're going to push data from one side, from the high side, as we would talk in, in the intelligence community, the DOD, from the secu more secure side, we can push into Kubernetes. And then from the lower side, we can pull from Kubernetes. And the only thing that will be there is the data that we have authorized to go into Kubernetes. We can do a lot more stuff with Kubernetes than that. But we're going to use these tools as a developer would. But then we're going to put the security spin on that. So we're going to have to talk about how we secure them, how we make sure that the developers that are using these tools, the system admins that are using these tools, do it securely, right? So Kubernetes is on the list. Terraform, now this is the one I was thinking about earlier. We have to have Linux before Terraform. Um, um, I was looking at Mike's comment. Um, Terraform's cool, right? In Terraform, this is where we do our repaving, right? So in Terraform, we write in code what we want. We want a web server. We want it to look a certain way. We want a security profile built into it. We want that baseline built into the server. We build that into the code. Um, it uses a specific lang language, HCL, HashiCorp configuration language. And we'll have to learn that as we learn Terraform, but you're going to have to know Linux because there is no GUI for Terraform. It's command line only. It's very powerful. Part of the reason it's very powerful is because it's command line only. We can tell it we want a, a web server. We, want, we can tell it what the name of the web server is. We can tell it the configuration details. And then when we need to patch it, patch it, we patch the code, code essentially, and then we just run the code again. The code will determine if the server needs what needs to be rebuilt in the server. It's going to re, we're going to repave over the top of the old server with a new server. This is automated. We can automate all this stuff. That's the that's the important part of a lot of this, right? Uh, Terraform. Yeah, we're talking about uh, when you're talking about Kubernetes. It doesn't really. It's not really a CDS or a cross-domain solution. It really isn't, but it can be used for that in some. You know, essentially, we're going to use cross-domain solutions in really restrictive environments. And I'm going to 
go back to old school. We're going to say between a top secret environment and secret environment or a secret environment and unclassified environment. That's a lot of times where we'll use a cross-domain cross solution. I would say Kubernetes is more in line with maybe we got a, a, a part of our environment that has PII on it and a part of our environment that doesn't have PII and we want to make sure that the PII never moves from one domain to one part to the other. But in this lower environment, we have some application that has to pull data from that higher side. So instead of let, allowing, you know, in the old days, we'd have like an ODBC connector that would go from the low side that would connect to that database and pull data down. And then we worry from the security side, oh man, what if they pull more data than they're supposed to? Because now they've got this connector into the database. That doesn't have to be that way anymore. Now we can say, um, push data through Kubernetes to the low side and define what can go over there. Now, there's a lot of other ways we can do this. APIs too, we need to talk about APIs, guys. That needs to go on the list. So it'd be about 12 modules by the time we're done with this. Um, yeah, not even that much. It's application. It's, application. it's, it's, a, it's an application. Um, and it's hard to explain in just this the brief time we've got this morning, but we're gonna, we'll go into it in depth. It's essentially a, a, a story. It's, a, it's, a, it's an array. Think of it as an array. It's an array that data is going into. It's, data is continually going into this array. And from the other side, you can continue to pull out of that array. Um, yeah, Kubernetes is pretty cool. And we can do other things. There's a lot of other things. We can tie Kubernetes to Docker as well. Um, and Kubernetes, yeah, I think even to some of the other the other pieces. So um, a lot more stuff to come out of this. But it's not, not necessarily a cross-domain solution. I wouldn't think of it as that way because there is stuff like OWL cards and stuff like that that are one-way diodes that we don't have. This is all software-based. It's all software. Um, and then the last three I have are very, very interrelated. And this is, is we're talking about configuration management. And we're going to use three tools. We're talking about three different tools. We're going to talk about configuration management with Ansible. Um, and we're going to talk about configuration management with Chef. And last but not least, we'll talk about configuration management with Puppet. Um, three different tools that do the very same thing, right? So let's... Ansible, Chef, uh, and Ansible. So these three guys, um, yeah, these are these are cool. These are cool tools. Um, they're great for configuration management because you set you can set a configuration, right, in your your approved baseline, right. Let's say your approved baseline says that the background, your desktop background, has to be the corporate logo, right, and you know Sally from budget goes in and she puts her kids on the background. Every time Ansible, the puppet, or chef runs, it's going to check that variable and it's going to replace it with the correct one. And you can see this could be powerful because it can be more security aligned. You know, people that, that want to change security configurations, it's going to always get set back, right? So let me take those off. I know Mike's got some comments there. Uh, Ansible is neat. Ansible is very cool. Ansible is very cool. It, 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 I, I always think of it as, is if you think about Active Directory, Active Directory, every, say, minute or every hour or every five minutes, Active Directory can check your environment, look for the security settings you've set in those Active Directory requirements. Um, it can look for misconfigurations, and it will reset it. So somebody goes in there and say they say they don't want their password to be 14 characters, and they change it back to 8 or something like that on the local set setting. 
when the Active Directory washes over the system again, it's going to check change back to 14. Ansible, Puppet, Chef, they all do the same thing. If someone, a server admin, changes a, a security setting, when Puppet, Chef, and Ansible run again, they change it right back. Um, it's, it's very cool. Chef is also neat, and so is Puppet. Yeah, each have their own reason. So that's that's what you're going to see, and that's what we're going to see on the website. A lot of the risk stuff, I I, th I still think risk is important, but we're going to put that, we're going to move that to the more, uh, probably six months down the road. <clears throat> getting all choked up over it, guys. I am getting all choked up over this stuff. It's probably going to be more like a year down the road. Um, the only one that may be the exception is C-Risk. I like C-Risk. If you look at the RMF and you look at C-Risk together, they are, they, they're left and right hands, right? Um... The cap and the RMF look at risk from the system level, from tier three. The C risk looks at risk from tier one at the enterprise level. Um, not as the, the CSO or not as the CISO or not as the CEO, but advising those individuals on what risk looks like. And if you have those two views, you can almost cover the entirety. You know, we don't have anything at tier two, but you really don't. If you have tier one and tier three covered, you Tier, tier two is a transitional um, tier as anyways. It's it's mission business level. It's a transitional state between enterprise and system anyways. So those two, I think C-Risk, I think we still need to check C-Risk. So that'll probably move up the schedule. Uh, we'll drop the other things like um, 37, 39, or 30 and 39 down in the schedule probably in the next year. Because the other thing I want to put later towards the fall um, is really getting into some of the penetration testing tools. If we're looking at things from a blue team perspective, um, security control assessment and penetration testing need to go on the schedule for this year somewhere. So those will probably round out the year. We'll add these things. I think we need to add a small class on Agile. We need to add something about APIs, application programming interfaces, because that is, that's a, we're pulling a lot of data. And secure, remember, security is a lot about how we secure the data. And APIs are pulling data. They're, they're a line of code that runs out and connects to something and pulls data back um, or pushes data in some cases. But those application program interfaces, they can be great. Um, we can do a lot of great things, especially in security. If we think about an API between something like uh, our Qualys or a Nessa scanner and our, our, our configuration management database that can connect those two and say, hey, this system is not fixed and push that to the CMDB or pull to the CMDB and then say, this particular server is out of whack and handle that through the change management process where it should be handled. Um, change management didn't work like it was supposed to. Um, that's probably what we need to be doing, right? So let's talk about APIs. We'll add APIs. We'll add uh, Agile versus SDLC. Great, great comment, Mike. Mr. Bravo, good comment. Um, I know that that's, takes us about a half hour, guys. So where I want to stay, I want to try to talk about target about a half hour. Um, again, please like, subscribe, share with your friends if you have people who want to go on this journey. We're going to start this journey next month, right? We'll start in February. First part of February, we're going to jump into um, AWS. And I think that class is going to be the free one. I think that's the free one just because I think everybody's got to get their feet into AWS. Um, so I'll put that free. It'll be free on YouTube. It'll be free probably on the website. Um, 
we'll probably make the workbook like 10 bucks or something like that just to cover the cover the cost of building the workbook um but yeah get your friend if anybody you want if you know people that want to get in the environment they want to know about cloud they want to know about the CI/CD world they want to know about devops they want to know about security because we're going to tie security in all throughout this we're going to try, try risk management in through all all throughout these 10 or 12 different modules um unfortunately not all of them will be free but they, they won't be that expensive i'm going to try to keep them as low as possible um see risks in mike bravo's queue so that's probably good to keep it on the on the list um i think it's a good one to have i, I think i really think it's a good one to have because it rounds out that risk risk picture if you've done the cap if you even if you haven't done the cap if you've done rmf stuff you're looking at stuff from tier one up and why are we doing this some of these crazy things that can help i assume you tier three up and tier one down with the with the uh, c risk guys that's how it's going to go that's what we're going to do that's what we're going to talk about mostly in these mornings um between now and and february we'll probably talk about whatever but um, love to see you on the journey. Hang on with a, for the journey. Hang out with us. Um, all I can ask is, you know, if you want this in, in audio only, go grab it later today on whatever Spotify or I, iTunes or whatever. Um, I can ask that you share with your friends. We, we need a community. It's a growing community. And, and you know those people that need, need to be in security. You know those people that, if you've got developers out there that need to know some of this stuff, that you want them to get the security view of it so they build with security in mind we'd love them here too so it's a growing community you guys know that you're part of the community you're the, the heart and soul of the morning that's for sure because the folks that i see on the list are the folks that are here each and every morning slugging it out early in the morning so i'm going to stop ranting and raving about this stuff um all I can say is thank you guys, and I will see you tomorrow morning. We'll talk a little bit more uh, about some of this. Um, maybe we'll talk about a man versus a woman. I think our country's getting a little crazy sometimes. But anyways, see you tomorrow morning. You guys go out there. Be good. Take care of your friends, your family, coworkers. Take care of each other. Mike Bravo's going to say go get some. I'm going to agree with him. Go get some. Make this day yours. Take the day on. Beat this day up. And we'll see you tomorrow.